0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي الصدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Over the past few weeks we have been speaking about the conquest of ash The greater Syria area and Palestine during the Khilafah of Umar ibn al-Khattab. And we spoke about how the Muslims, by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, were able to take control of Syria and Palestine during this period. After the Muslims had consolidated power in Sham, an event occurred that caused great difficulty, a tragedy occurred. A very deadly... Epidemic of the bubonic plague broke out and spread throughout parts of Philistine and Asham, and this was known as Ta'un Amwas, the plague of Amwas, because it started in the city of Amwas, which is in Philistine. So this plague broke out and it started spreading very fast. A lot of people started dying. So, when this plague broke, ra- broke out in Philistine, Umar radiallahu anh was actually on his way from Medina to Ash'am to take care of some matters of the army, to provide support, to provide assistance. He was actually with a number of his people from Medina and they were on their way to Ash'am. So, they had reached near the border of Ash'am when the news came to them that this plague had broken out in Amwas. So he received this news before he reached Sham. So when he received this news, he had to make a decision. Should we continue on with this journey? Should we continue on into Sham? Or should we head back towards Medina? So he had to make this very important decision. So he decided to consult with some of the companions who were with him. So he consulted with some of the companions and they didn't come to an agreement. Some of them advised him to continue on, go into Sham. We came with the intention to go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and provide support for these armies in Sham. We came out with this intention, so sh- we should fulfill that intention that we set out for. Some of them said this. Others said, no, we shouldn't do this. Now that we have heard that the situation is going on in Sham, we should not throw ourselves into destruction by exposing ourselves to this plague. So there was some difference of opinion amongst the companions. So Umar decided that he would consult some of the senior companions of the Prophet. He decided to consult whomever was left from amongst the Al-Muhajirun al awwalun that the companions of, of, of Makkah who made hijrah with the Prophet the early companions the early Muslims they were the most knowledgeable of the Muslims they were the ones who spent the most time with the Prophet from the beginning of his mission so he decided to consult them Al-Muhajirun al Owalun and to see what their take on this was and they all agreed, Al Muhajirun al awwalun that these these early Muslims, these senior companions of the Prophet, ﷺ, they didn't disagree amongst each other. They all had the same opinion. And their opinion was we should head back to Medina and we should not put ourselves in the path of this plague. So this is what Umar عنه, decided to do that we will head back to Medina, we will not enter Sham. Abdul Rahman ibn Auf. He then said to Umar bin Al-Khattab I actually have heard a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam regarding what to do in this type of situation He said that I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wa say Idha bihi bi fala wa bi biha fala min ibn said I heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa say that if you hear that plague has broken out in an area, then do not enter that area. Do not go to that area. And if a plague occurs in a city or in a place and you are in that place already, then do not leave that place trying to escape it. So this is the principle. That if there's an epidemic, if there's a plague, don't go to that land. But if you're already in that land when it breaks out, then do not leave that land. This is the instruction of the Prophet sallallahu So this made it very clear then. After Abdurrahman ibn Auf mentioned this hadith, it's very clear what to do. So Umar he decided we will go back. So they headed back towards Al-Madinah. Now, Umar is very worried about the situation in Sham. That there are some you know the, the Muslim army is there 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 are thousands tens of thousands of Muslims there in Sham, and Omar An, he's the Khalifa he's responsible for all of them so he's very worried about the situation but he knows that this is the Qadr of Allah this is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Omar an, he wants to bring Abu Ubaidah out of Sham he wants to bring Abu Ubaidah al-jarrah back to Medina Abu Ubaidah who was the commander Umar's commander of all of the military forces in in sham the main commander he was a very important Companion of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam a very valuable companion of the Prophet sallallahu he was one of the early Muslims from the Quraysh and He was one of the ten companions that the Prophet sallallahu gave glad tidings of Jannah to him There are 10 companions that the Prophet mentioned in a hadith that that were given glad tidings of Jannah, that these people are in Jannah. Right, and Abu Ubaidah is one of them. So even amongst the companions of the Prophet Abu Ubaidah, he's a shining star. When the Prophet passed away and there were discussions amongst the companions like who is going to become the Khalifa. Abu Bakr who eventually became the first Khalifa he didn't nominate himself to become Khalifa he recommended select either Umar Ibn al-Khattab or Abu Ubaidah al-Jarrah this was the advice of Abu Bakr when the Prophet passed away select either Umar or Abu Ubaidah to become the Khalifa and then of course Abu Bakr himself was the one who was Selected, But you, you see the position of Abu Ubaidah al-Jarrahin. Abu Ubaidah anhu is, is one of the great companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi So Umar عنه, he wants to extract Abu Ubaidah from Sham. He doesn't want to lose Abu Ubaidah to this plague. He wants to extract him from Sham and bring him to Medina. So Umar عنه, he writes a letter to Abu Ubaidah in Sham. And he says in this letter, Salamun amma Aleyk, Ahmabad, Fainnahu Kad Li Ilaika Haja, Uridu and Usha biha Fa Azamtu Aleika in Ida Navarta, Fikita Bi Hada Allah Tawa Ahu Min Yadika Hata Tukbilla Ilaya. He said in this letter, Salamun Aleik, peace be upon you, O Aba Ubaida. I have a situation. I have a need that I need to discuss with you. There's something that I need to talk to you about and I want to talk to you about this face to face. So, I'm telling you that when you see this letter, when you read this letter, come to me immediately. Don't, leave the, don't let this letter leave your hands. except that you are on your way to me. You are coming to Medina. I need you to come immediately. So Abu Ubaidah, when he read this letter he understood he understood what Umar was trying to do here he understood that Umar was trying to extract him from Asham and trying to bring him back to medina so when he read the letter he said yaghfirullah li amir al may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive amir al mumineen may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive umar ibn al khattab and he wrote a letter back to umar and in this letter he said ya amir al mu'minin inni qad araft hajataka ilayya wa inni fi jundim min almuslimin la ajidu Binafsi nafsi anhum Falestu uridu firaqahum hatta yaqdi Allahu fiyya wa fihim amrahu wa qada'ahu Fahalini min azmatika ya amiral mu'minin wa da'ni fi jundi he said ya amiral Minin, O leader of the believers I know what you need from me. I know what you're trying to do here, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen. But I am amongst the Muslim soldiers here in Sham and I do not want to leave them. I do not want to leave them. I want to wait for the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides for me and my army, I am satisfied with that and I am pleased with that. So please excuse me. From this request of yours, Ya Amir al muminin and leave me with my army. This was the letter that he wrote back to Umar ibn Khattab. So he didn't want to leave. So when Umar, radiallahu anh, he, re- he received the letter, he, he read the letter and he cried. He cried because he knew that Abu Ubaidah is not going to come. And he knew that it's very possible that he would, he would never see Abu Ubaidah again. So he cried. And he realized that, you know, there's nothing that, that he can do about this, that, that Abu Ubaidah is firm in his decision to stay in Shah. So he wrote another letter back to Abu Ubaidah again and he just gave him some advice here. You are in in an area that has low elevation, at least take your army and move to an area of higher elevation and perhaps that will be better for you in this type of situation. So he gave him some strategic advice and when Abu Ubaidah received that letter, he followed that commandment of Umar bin khattab He took his army and he, he left the area where he and his army were in and he headed towards an area of higher elevation. He headed towards an area called Al-Jabiyah. Al-Jabiyah is an area that has a higher elevation. But while he was on his way with his army to Al-Jabiyah, he caught the, the plague. He became sick. And when his sickness became very severe, he addressed his soldiers, he addressed his people. He said, Ayuhan Nas, Inna Hadal Waja, Rahmatu Robbicum, Wadawa Tuna Bicum, Wamotu Salihina Kablakum, Wa Inna Aba Ubaida, Yes Alulaha, and Yak lahu minhu Hu Havva. He was satisfied with the decree of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And he said, O oh people, this disease, this illness, it is actually a mercy from your Lord. This is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the person who dies of a plague, he dies the death of a shaheed. If a person dies of ta'un, if a person dies with plague, then this person is considered a martyr. So this is a rahmah. If a person dies of this, it's a, it's a rahmah, it's a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Abu Ubaidah continued, and many of the righteous people of the past, the good ones, they died with this disease. So Abu Ubaidah asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow him to have this martyrdom, to allow him to have a death with this disease, which will raise him to the status of ash the martyrs. So he asked, he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted this dua and the great companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Abu Ubaidah عنه, he passed away due to this plague. So this is a, a major companion of the Prophet ﷺ who has passed away. After Abu Ubaidah passed away, Mu'adh ibn Jabal anh, became the commander. He was appointed in his place. Mu'adh ibn Jabal, another great companion of the Prophet ﷺ. He was from the Ansar, from the companions of Medina. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the most knowledgeable of the companions in the matters of halal and haram, it is Mu'adh ibn Jabal. So very knowledgeable companion of the Prophet ﷺ. and he was a young he was a young man during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? And the Prophet ﷺ really loved him dearly. There's actually a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ went to Mu'adh and he said, Ya Mu'adh, inni uhibbuk. The Prophet Sallallahu himself approached Mu'adh and he said, Ya Mu'adh, I love you, right? So this, this was how great the relationship was between the Prophet Sallallahu and this amazing companion, Mu'adh ibn Jabal The Prophet ﷺ really held him dear to his heart, right? So now Mu'adh ibn Jabal, he has become the leader of the forces in Syria after the passing away of Abu Ubaidah. But after some time, he also became ill with the plague. And he made du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala as well to uh, allow him to have martyrdom from this plague. And Mu'az bin Jabal anh, also died from that plague. So you see here, look at these; these are these are major companions of the Prophet وسلم, passing away in this plague. So they're really going through a hard time. After Mu'az bin Jabal anh, passed away in the plague the next one who became the main commander was Amr ibn al-As Amr ibn al-As عنه, was already a commander of a faction, a part of the army. Right? But now he became the main commander after the passing away of Abu Ubaidah and Mu'az. Now, now Amr ibn al-As is the main commander of the, for- the Muslim forces in Syria, in Sham. Now Amr ibn al-As عنه, and we've spoken about him before Amr ibn al-'As was a, a brilliant man. He was an all-round genius in everything. He was a military genius, he was a political genius, he was a, a strategic genius, he was a diplomatic genius. He had this ability to analyze any situation and find solutions by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was gifted, he was very talented. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him this gift. So, when he became the commander, he analyzed the situation. What is this plague? How is this plague spreading from person to person? He analyzed the situation and he came to the conclusion that the way that this plague, the way that this disease is spreading, it's similar to how a fire spreads. If you start a fire, how does that fire grow? It needs something next to it in order to spread. If you start a fire and there's something next to the fire, like a tree or you a know, piece of wood or paper or something, then it will spread. And if there's something next to that, then it will continue to spread. But there has to be fuel, there has to be anything that is near the fire that allows it to continue to spread. So he likened the spreading of a fire to the spreading of the plague. If a fire cannot find any fuel, it will eventually die out. If there's not, you start a fire and there's nothing ne- next to it, there's nothing near it, eventually the fire, it will dwindle down, it will end. So he saw that this plague, this disease is similar to that. If someone has this plague, if someone is affected by it, it's like the fire is in him. And if another person is close to him, nearby to him, that's like the fuel, it can spread to this person. But if there's no one next to him, a person is afflicted by the the plague and there's nothing near him, no one near him, then this plague will find nowhere to spread. It will find nowhere to go. And just like a fire would dwindle down, the plague will also dwindle down. It will not find anywhere to spread. So this is what he analyzed. And this is the conclusion that he came to. So basically what he came up with here was a version of social distancing. People need to be far away from each other during this plague, so that it doesn't have an opportunity to spread, right? So he addressed the people. He addressed the people and he said, ayyuhal O people, inna hadha idha fa innama nar He said, O people, this, this disease, this epidemic, when it affects someone, it spreads like a fire spreads. So in order to prevent the spread, go into the mountains and distance yourselves from each other. Go into the mountains where the area is very widespread. Distance yourselves from each other and inshallah it will die down. This was his advice. This was his command to the people. He's the commander now. So he, people have to listen to his orders. Some people disagreed with him. They didn't think that this made sense. And there was actually one of the companions of the Prophet who very strongly disagreed with Amr ibn his name was Abu Wathila al-Hudhali radiallahu anhu. And he actually was a companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And he had actually become a Muslim before Amr ibn al-As became a Muslim. Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu, he became a Muslim later than many of the other people of Mecca. Right. He wasn't from the very early Muslims. But this man, Abu Wathil al Hudali, he was, he became a Muslim much before Amr ibn Aas. So when Amr ibn Aas gave this command, Abu Wathil al Hudali, he got angry and he said, wallahi laqad وسلم, wa anta min He said, You're lying. You know, this advice that you're giving us, this command that you're giving us, it's wrong. And he said, I was a companion of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam while you were still more astray than this donkey of mine. I, basically what he's saying is I was a Muslim and a companion of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi at a time when you were not even a Muslim yet. I have been a Muslim longer than you. So this is what you know, out of his you know the, the emotions that were going on during this difficult situation, he he, he lashed out at Amr ibn al As radiallahu anh. But Amr ibn al-Asr Allah. From his, from his genius and from his diplomacy, from his ability to interact with people, he didn't used to lose his temper. He, he remained very calm, even after this companion lashed out at him. He said, Wallahi, ma alayka ma He said, I'm not going to respond to what you're saying here. But we are not going to stay here. We are going to go into the mountains. This is my command. So he said it very calmly. He didn't get, you know, he didn't get angry at this man. For speaking to him in such a way, nothing like that. His concern is to take care of the people who are under his command, and he was firm in that. He said, We are not going to stay here, we are going to go into the mountains. So the people went into the mountains, they distanced themselves from each other, and eventually, Alhamdulillah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the plague it died down. The plague ended, Alhamdulillah. Umar radiallahu anhu received news of what Amr ibn al Asr did, and he was very pleased. He was very pleased that Alhamdulillah he came up with this solution by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After all was done, after the plague was over, over 20,000 Muslims died in this plague in ash Sham. 20,000 Muslims. That is more than the amount of soldiers that died in all of the battles put together in Sham. All of those battles that they had in Sham. You know, during this time period where there were Muslim martyrs and casualties, the amount of people who died in the plague were more than all of those those martyrs who died on the battlefield combined. That's how serious this plague was. But Alhamdulillah, even after such a loss, even after the loss of 20,000 men, Alhamdulillah, they were still able to maintain their grip upon Sham. They were still able to maintain control upon Sham. Alhamdulillah. So that was the Ta'un Amwas, a very significant event that took place during the Khilafa of Umar ibn al-Khattab. InshaAllah, we will continue with our study on the life of Umar ibn al-Khattab. Next week, biithnillah, jazakumullahu khayra wa baraka allahu feekum wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.